it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Destination Devi Radio Network. This is our first waiver wire show of the 2022 season. It's a very, it's a brand new show um, that we're bringing to you every Tuesday morning, uh, set to drop on your podcast feeds. Um, I am Ike. You can follow me on Twitter at just underscore Ike09. And I'm joined by my regular co-host of the Offline Fantasy Football Podcast, Eugene. You can follow him at Fantasy Jeans. That's G-E-N-E-S. And we're also joined um, by our special guest. And also co-host of this new show, Eric Vanek. He is a co-host of the America's Game Pod with Scott Connor. And you can follow him on Twitter at Eric Vanek NFL. So with that said, I'm going to pass it over to Eugene and Eric. How are you boys feeling today? What's going on? We had our first, first taste of live NFL action for week one. First, I, I, I want to get y'all's opinion on the biggest thing that you saw from week one before we get into any waiver wire stuff. Uh, my biggest thing was just the sloppiness of most of these games in the first half. It was almost like they treated it like a preseason game because a lot of these teams did not play any of their starters. As you could tell, you saw the ones that did like the Bills and the Chiefs. They look very sharp while a lot of these teams like the Packers and the Cowboys were just god awful because oh, god. nobody got any real time reps. So. That was my biggest takeaway. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. The one thing that I really took away, though, was, was Green Bay, man. They really need to get that going if they're going to you know, compete again and be um, NFC North champions again because, man, that was ugly. Um, those wide receivers really need to step it up. So that was my biggest takeaway was just how bad Green Bay looked. Uh, my biggest – I have two big takeaways. Number one, uh, Saquon Barkley is back. Saquon Barkley is back. He looked like the best running back in the NFL yesterday. He was he was his old self, and he he was going in the third round in some drafts. I think ESPN ADPs had him in the third round. That was crazy to me. Um, Saquon Barkley's back. All the wide receiver, all the elite wide receivers, pretty much did what they were supposed to do. Justin Jefferson, yep. <laughs> Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams. No matter where Devontae Adams is, he's going to cook. Um, and then the other takeaway I have is the Cowboys suck. <laughs> <laughs> they, are <awful. laughs> they are awful. They are terrible. They are probably a bottom five team in the NFL right now, especially without with, without Dak Prescott. I mean, they were pretty bad with Dak Prescott in there um, because they couldn't protect him. They didn't have any receivers. They gained separation, and you know, you know, again, he's injured. Um, and then you know, so yeah, that's those are two two of my takeaways. 
uh, from the you know from the from the early slate or from the Sunday games. Uh, but you know, on that note, though, uh, we talked about briefly talked about Dak's injury. One part of the show is we're going to talk about some of the injuries that took place on Sunday and some of the fantasy impacts they have. Uh, I'm going to get get it kicked off with Elijah Mitchell. He has a grade two MCL sprain, and he's going to be missing two months, according to Coach Kyle Shanahan. Um, he's going to miss more time than, than Najee Harris as of right now. And uh, the, the Steelers are actually kind of optimistic on Najee. Uh, they said that he should be good to go for, for, for week two. I can't remember what the exact injury was. Was it a high ankle sprain or was it the, was it the Liz Frank? Like, what was it? Um, I think they said it was more Liz Frank again. So that's from yeah. what I've uh, heard. Yeah, I saw the same thing. More Liz Frank than a high ankle sprain, whatever that means. But yeah, I mean, you rather have the Liz Frank because if you get the high ankle sprain, just you know the season's over with. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and some some other injuries just really quick. Uh, T. Higgins got a concussion. Uh, he took a he took a pretty big hit um, earlier in the I think in the second quarter of that um, of the Bengals Steelers game. Uh, he may have a chance to clear protocols and be cleared enough uh, and cleared in time to play in week two, but that remains to be seen. Um, with that being said, Tyler Boyd definitely going to be a good option. Uh, he might have I think I think in, he was drafted in a lot of leagues, but he, if he wasn't, yeah, he's a pretty solid waiver wire option. And then Chris Godwin hurt his hamstring early. I thought I was actually at the game, um, believe it or not. I was actually at the game. And I saw um, and I saw Chris Godwin make that catch. And I thought he might have tweaked his knee again. But, uh, but you know, thankfully, it's just the hamstring. It's not a, you know, a reoccurrence of, uh, of, of an AC, ACL. Term. That, you know, the, the, the hamstring could be, you know, some, some overcompensation um, on his part. But, um, but, hey, they need to rest him for a couple of weeks. I feel like it was kind of early for him to even be out there in, in week one and, it's just going to be the Julio Russell Gage, Julio Russell Gage show alongside my guy. So, um, what other injuries uh, kind of stood out to you guys? Yeah, with Dak Prescott, he's probably going to be out for six to eight weeks. So you were there to to win us there at, at the end, unless you left early to uh, beat the traffic. <laughs> I actually uh, stayed. I actually stayed for uh, most okay. of the game. I, <laughs> I, I stayed. I, I left after they ran after Dak ran to the tunnel, and they, the fans started booing him and throwing towels at him and stuff. I probably oh, left like shortly after that. Jesus. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, he's he had um did he have, he had the surgery today I believe so he did. he'll yep. be back yep. in about six to eight weeks I think I was reading he's targeting like the end of October game the very first November game is where he wants to come back at so Cooper Rush will currently be the starter uh, but one thing I wanted to bring up real quick is you guys live in the Dallas area have you heard any other names other than Cooper Rush and Garoppolo as as guys they might bring in. <sighs> I haven't heard. I haven't heard anything else. Um, I, I imagine that they'll activate Will Greer, and I, I also heard McCarthy saying that he has every quarterback that's available, like on a spreadsheet or something. I don't think that really means anything to me. They'll probably be just <laughs> playing Cooper Rush. Yeah. It doesn't mean shit. They're not gonna. They're not gonna bring in anybody from the outside, especially yeah. if they, especially if it signals that they want to win. Because every offseason move that they've made up until this point has signaled that they're just not serious about winning. So. I, I would expect to see just Will Greer and Cooper Rush at quarterback for the remainder of the season until and, and probably bring Danucci in on practice squad because he's familiar, right? Yeah, and him too. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of curious to see if like would they try and contact Fitzpatrick or RG three <laughs> or one of these guys just to see if they would kick the tires on one of those guys. But no, I was just Not curious if you guys had heard anything on like uh, Dallas radio this morning or no. anything like that. Okay. No, and that's not how they operate. So not not a chance. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then lastly, we or lastly, just around right off the injuries, Keenan Allen has a hamstring injury. He thinks he can play on Thursday, but that'll be a pretty short turnaround. And so Josh Palmer will be the the easiest, you know, the the most obvious beneficiary of any 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 snaps um, in any targets. And then uh, Alvin Kamara kind of had a rib injury, according to head coach Dennis Allen for New Orleans Saints. So uh, he he should be good to go. Um, but we'll see how practice goes um, throughout the week. So with that said, I'm gonna kick it off to Gene, and then we can go ahead and get these um, we can get these these pickups. So the, the, real quick, the format we're gonna the, for, the format we're gonna be using is that each of us we're gonna have at least one uh, redraft and one dynasty um, positional uh, waiver wire pickup if we if we have one um, for for dynasty especially. But um, it will go quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end, and then kind of give our thoughts on each. All right. So for quarterback. The person I had um, marked as somebody to look to pick up on your waiver wires if you need need a pickup was Matt Ryan. I know on Sleeper right now he's available in 58% of your leagues. We just saw him on on yesterday. He had 32 of 50 for 352, one touchdown and one interception. He was uh, money in the fourth quarter because they were down by 17, and somehow they salvaged the tie. I mean, they were down that much because of his pretty much poor play up until halfway, pretty much to the end of the third quarter. It was not good, but uh, it shows that the staff has confidence in him that they have to throw it. They'll, they'll let him throw the rock. So they played the Jags this week. who We just saw Carson Wentz just put up a quarterback three week with, with the numbers he put up. So that's my recommendation for, for redraft purposes. Dynasty, I mean, there's really nobody else. There's really nobody out there. If you – if you're desperate and you need somebody, Cooper Rush would be somebody you could pick up to just to, you know, kind of corner the market. And for anybody that's desperate, you you know, somebody's going to come knocking uh, for a starting quarterback because you can never have too many of those in Dynasty. So that is my pick for a quarterback. Yeah. So for this week, I like in redraft, I kind of like Carson Wentz this week. He's going up against Detroit. Wentz had that really good game this week against Jacksonville at home. He had 27 for 41, 313 yards, four touchdowns, two picks. One of them wasn't his fault. Um, but I mean, Jalen Hurts looked pretty good last week against Detroit. Uh, so I think Wentz could put up another solid game there as well. And then Dynasty, it's, it's really only Cooper Rush right now. You know, in this dynasty section each week, it's probably only going to be guys who, you know, the starter gets injured and here's the backup. So there isn't going to be too much dynasty talk for the quarterbacks here, but right now it's Cooper rush. He's probably the only one that's available in super deep leagues. Um, but we'll see how that goes um, with the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. Yeah. And then, so, and then, and then rounding out my, my first quarterback, um, I think we're all in agreement that Cooper rush is probably the only only guy in dynasty that we're going to be looking to pick up, even though it's gross. Um, but I would say also Ash will Greer if, if he's, if he's available as well, because there's, there's a, there's a strong chance that Cooper rush ain't it. And the Cowboys turn to another quarterback and Will Greer is the only other quarterback that they have rostered. So, I mean, if he's not already rostered on in, in dynasty, I would probably go ahead and stash him as well. Um, but my redraft quarterback though, is Marcus Mariota. Um, he's only rostered in 18% of leagues on sleeper. But he had a pretty decent game against the Saints. He had, you know, over, you know, he had 215 yards passing and 72 yards rushing plus, a, you know, a rushing touchdown. And he had the second most QB fantasy points um, on the week um, from a rushing standpoint at 13.2. Only Jalen Hurts had more at 15. So, you know, he has weapons. He has Kyle Pitts. He has um, Drake London, who looked pretty good, um, for, you know, returning from that knee injury. 
And, you know, he may be a sneaky streaming option versus the Rams in a, neg- a possible negative game script. I know the Rams had their hands full with Josh Allen, but Josh Allen's all world. But, hey, you know, maybe a, a dual, another dual threat guy like Mariota may give us some trouble. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, that's that's my, um, you know, that's my that's my quarterback uh, for redraft. So, um, so, so go ahead. So go ahead, Gene, and, and kick us off for running backs. All right. So for running backs, my redraft pickup was Jamal Williams. Um, right now, he's available in 54 percent of leagues on sleeper. Uh, we saw him have 13 touches to sweep Swift's 18 and four, four of those five touches inside the goal line in terms of carries was was to Jamal and he scored two touchdowns. So um, overall, we saw him have a 33 percent snap share, but he had a 57 percent participation rate when he was in when he was in the on the field playing. So uh, we can just see that Dan Campbell trusts him with the premium touches, which is inside the, the, the red zone, especially in the goal line area. So. I think this is somebody that you can you can trust to you know potentially put in your lines, but definitely pick up for your for your squads. And for Dynasty, uh, I want to turn to Eno Benjamin, uh, running back for the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona they got blown out last week, but the one the one thing that was good is that we saw Eno Benjamin. He was the only other running back besides Connor that touched the rock, even though he only had 22 carries. Uh, at, I mean, 22 snaps. We saw him. Uh, get touches on seven of those, which is a, I mean, pretty good rate for somebody that's not playing that much. But we can almost trust that if if Connor goes down, because we know it will, not if, but when uh, Connor gets hurt, can't play for a certain amount of time. That Eno Benjamin is definitely going to be looked to in terms of taking a lot of touches. So uh, I would I would look to get Eno. I think Eno is um, available in about 60, 64, 65 percent of. Of dynasty leagues and sleeper, which is kind of wild. I'm assuming people don't play in super deep dynasty leagues. So if he's available, pick him up. Yeah, I like that call a lot. Eno's um, was the only running back, like you said, that played any other snaps. Daryl Williams didn't, you know, he was active, but he didn't even play an offensive snap. So I definitely <laughs> like that call. Um, for redraft, uh, it's going to be Jeff Wilson for me, obviously, with Elijah Mitchell going down for two months. Jeff Wilson should get the lion's share of the running back carries here. Uh, TDP, he was inactive this week and Jordan Mason was up, but Jordan Mason did not play an offensive snap at all, even though he was active and Mitchell got hurt. So that was kind of curious to me. So TDP probably get activated this week. I think he'll be the backup behind Wilson and Mason will just kind of be in his role that he's in right now. Uh, but honestly, it's probably just going to be Debo and Jeff Wilson running the ball. So we'll see how that goes there. And then for Dynasty, Dontrell Hilliard, uh, he had two touchdowns this week for the Titans. Um, if he's still out there on your waiver wires in these deeper Dynasty leagues, you know, he's been a guy I've been talked about. He's been locked in as the running back, too, for the Titans for a while now. This is your last chance to get him, you know, especially after he just scored two touchdowns. So you're going to probably have to spend up a little bit and fab for him. Uh, but he should be a useful guy every single week, even with uh, Derrick Henry back there. He had four targets, three catches, 61 yards, and two touchdowns this week. Now, I'm not expecting that every single week, but, you know, he's at least going to be out there for some passing game work. Yeah, and then just a really quick note, just going kind of going back to your uh, your 49ers and TDP, the redraft and dynasty running back that I was going to choose is Jordan Mason. <laughs> He's actually it's actually Jordan Mason because you know you know you know what at the end of the day, like you don't know what Kyle Shanahan's going to do, but if we do go off the preseason, which is the only thing that we have to go off of, 
you know, Jordan Mason, by all intents and purposes, was better than TDP in yards per carry um, and total yards. Um, he played over TDP in the final preseason game, and he was active in week one, and TDP was a healthy scratch. And, you know, a lot of reports kind of signaled that, you know, Mason was better than TDP, and he was getting a lot more buzz. So I think, you know, since there's, a, you know, the, the, the 49ers running back room seems is seemingly always in limbo, you, you never, I mean, you never know. You never can really get the right guy or target the right guy when it comes to picking somebody up off the waiver wire. So it would be, you know, and be in your best interest to just target as many of these guys as possible. But, um, but it, if I were to choose one, though, it would be Jordan Mason. Jordan Mason's probably the guy that, that I would go with. I mean, and there's some other honorable mentions, uh, you know, Jalen Warren. We were going to look at him. I, I was going to look at him uh, this week as well, but. Uh, since the you know since the the outlook on Najee is a lot more positive um, than it was you know yesterday, he's probably you know less of a priority now. Uh, Rex Burkhead, he saw 19 touches. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I didn't see that coming. Uh, you know, or 19 carries, 19 touches um, yesterday against the Colts. Um, Kenyon Drake and Jarek McKinnon, and we already talked about you know, you know Benjamin. But yeah, th- those are a couple of honorable mention guys um, that you that you can look to to add to your add to your lineups but don't spend yeah, a would, lot of fab on them please don't i would I, I would definitely look at king and drake just because we were told that mike we assume mike davis would get the most most touches because of him being there the longest but as we saw mike davis only touched the ball i think twice or played two snaps and then uh, two carries king 11 and drake, yards yeah and then king and drake took the majority of the carries which still wasn't that much but still very notable that it looks like Kenyon Drake is the the leader in the clubhouse until until people or other people like Edwards or or Dobbs uh, Dobbins is ready. All right, so so next I'll go ahead and kick off wide receivers, and we'll stay with the Ravens. Uh, my first, uh, I have two redraft wide receivers that I want to target or that I want to look at. The first is Devin Duvernay. Um, he's only twenty one percent rostered, but um, you know he I would I would say not to overspend, but he's still worth an add even though he only participated in 51% of the routes and had four, just four targets, he scored two touchdowns. And, you know, Lamar Jackson hit him with that beautiful no-look no look pass, uh, no-look pass, uh, you know, in the game. So he's, he's going to be, you know, the, the Ravens are going to be looking for an, a reliable number two wide receiver um, all season long um, behind Rashad Bateman. And I think, um, yeah, I, I think Devin Duvernay may have some value. Um, I, I've obviously, two touchdowns every single week. It's not going to happen, right? It's not going to happen. Kind of an outlier, uh, outlier type performance. He's going to have, he's got a long ways to go. Um, if he's, if, you know, especially when he's only participating in, in just half the routes, we would like to get that number closer to like the 75 to 80% range um, to be considered, um, you know, startable in fantasy. But at least he's worth it, you know, an ad at the very worst, a speculative ad. And then my, my, my next uh, redraft wide receiver is Jahan Dotson, rookie wide receiver from the Commanders. He's only 23% rostered, uh, but he needs to be added in all formats. Um, he did score twice. Another another wide receiver that scored twice on just five targets. Um, but you know, I, I feel like you may not. He may not need need a ton of volume to just be you know fantasy relevant or be able to produce because um, he he's he's always been so you know somewhat of a big play guy. You know, going back to his, his days at Penn State. So uh, if he can continue to make plays in that offense and. If if you know week one was any indication of how the commanders are going to play by throwing the ball 40, 40 plus times, um, I, I think this is a really really good a really really good pickup. All right, so for me, I I I like 
Zay Jones. Um, <laughs> I know it's pretty interesting to hear, to hear that name because we've been waiting on him for what five years now to do something. Uh, he gets <laughs> to the Jags. <laughs> he gets to the Jags and he tied Christian Kurt with nine targets, which was the most. Um, he he tied for most with Christian Kurt again in terms of routes partic- uh, routes ran, which was forty two. He was in eighty four percent of the snaps. I mean, he was participating in over 65% of those snaps that he played in in terms of running a route. So it just seems like he's he's the second option in this in this offense uh for for a team that I think they're gonna be playing a lot of negative game strips, which would lead to Trevor Lawrence throwing the ball a lot. So um I I, I like I like him being added on on your fantasy teams and he's available in 80, 87% of your your leagues on on sleeper currently. So you could definitely go and get him in terms of dynasty i want to turn to josh palmer uh chargers wide receiver we saw him play a lot when keenan allen went out early with the hamstring injury he ran the second most routes and the second most snaps uh only behind mike williams uh josh palmer played in all the two tight end sets uh, when when allen was out Um, so i believe the opportunity would be there for him if if Allen's out for a long period of time, I, I believe he'll get definitely get an opportunity to, to, to shine behind Mike Williams. Um, and he's also available in over 80% of your leagues, uh, dynasty leagues on sleeper currently. Yeah, my redraft guy this week is Curtis Samuel for the Commanders. He led the team in targets, which was surprising to me. He had 11 targets. He caught eight of them, only 55 yards, caught that touchdown um, in the corner of the end zone. He also rushed the ball for four times for 17 yards. So I think Washington is just going to use him as like a mismatch type weapon in multiple ways. As long as he can stay healthy, which might not be uh, for long, I think he can be worth a weekly wide receiver three flex play with the kind of usage he's getting like i don't want to think he's going to be debo samuel or anything but he can kind of be used in the same kind of role and then for dynasty uh deep deep stash would be richie james he's probably out there on 90 percent of waiver wires he was used as the leading wide receiver this week for the giants he had six targets he caught five of them for 59 yards obviously kenny galladay is just not it i don't think he has like any want to to play out there at all Shepard, he's still coming back from his achilles injury even though he had that long bomb touchdown that he caught that was a nice play wandale robinson got hurt not sure how long he's going to be out for and Kadarius tony only played seven snaps total and if wandale got hurt i don't even know if he would have even played like he might have been active but not even played a snap so that was interesting to me so with richie james i think that's definitely a guy you should be willing to pick up. I mean, it might be like a roster clogger, you know, eventually for your team. But at least he's getting the looks right now. If he's the Giants' number one wide receiver, he should do pretty good. Oh, my gosh. That's Kadarius Tony usage. is just so criminal. So criminal. Seven snaps. And both, time, and both times he got the ball, it looks like the defense could have had no idea how to tackle this dude. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but lastly, we have the, the, you know, the grossest position um, in fantasy, and that's the, the tight end position. Well, outside of kicker, the tight end. Tight end is probably the, the second worst. Um, so I'm going to kick it off. Uh, we have re, uh, in redraft, I am going to go with Hayden Hurst. Um, he uh, tight end for the Bengals. He is 11% rostered. Um, he went five, you know, five catches for 46 yards uh, in week one, and only three tight ends on the week were targeted more than him. 
So um, he's he's gonna he's he's been he got a lot of looks in week one, and you know as we mentioned from the outset, T Higgins has a concussion, and he could see more targets if you know for some reason T Higgins is not cleared. Um, so that's that's the only that's the only tight end that I have. I'm gonna kick it kick it to Gene next uh, for his redraft tight end. Uh, my redraft tight end is Gerald Everett, somebody that I've been pubbing as one of my my targets in my drafts. Uh, if you listen to to our pod during the, before the season started, uh, he's available on 66% of leagues and sleeper currently. We saw him go three three receptions on four targets for 54 yards and a touchdown. Touchdown being, I think it was 25 yards. He kind of trucked somebody, uh, brought them into the end zone with them to celebrate. So that was yep. that was good to see. 18 yards per reception. He played 66% per, percent of the snaps. Um, I mean, they used him kind of similar than they did Jared Cook. Like, he played played in line, he played slot, he played outside. Like, they're, they got him all over the formation. So, uh, I'm excited for his potential usage with this, uh, with this top offense. So, that's my redraft tight end. Yeah, the one thing with Everett that I found interesting when I was looking at the snaps was Trey McKitty played two less snaps than he did. So, they were both out there quite a bit. Um, I think... Yeah. Trey McKitty actually had like seven targets too, or yeah, something, like, something crazy. Something. Like, yeah. So, and I, I know Donald Parham missed the game. So I kind of think no matter who's out there, it's going to be kind of a split work between those two. But I think Everett's the guy that you probably want for fantasy out of those. So I like that call. Yeah. Um, for redraft, man, I, I think it's Taysom Hill. He's kind of just a cheat code being ineligible at tight end right now. And if you're streaming tight end, why not? I mean, I know personally from this week, I had to stream Irv Smith, Austin Hooper, and Cole Komet in three different leagues. And they combined for 1.9 points, and that was all Austin <laughs> Hooper. <laughs> so I'm just tired of these shitty-ass tight ends. So you might as well just stick you know, Taysom Hill in there. He could get some goal line looks every single week and other kind of gadget plays. You saw what he did with it this week. Like, if you have to, like, just stream a tight end, you might as well just throw Taysom Hill in there and just see what happens. Like, he can throw for one. He can run for one. You know, anything like that. So that's kind of who I was targeting for uh, redraft. And then Dynasty... You know, I know Ray's mentioned him quite a few times. I mentioned him a few times. That's Jody Fortson for the Chiefs. I mean, he only had one catch for one yard, but he made it count with a touchdown. Um, he's a former wide receiver turned tight end. He tore his Achilles last year, so this is another one of those Achilles guys. But he looks like he's like fully back and explosive again. So it's really nice to see him doing well. He's a mismatch weapon. If something were to ever happen to Travis Kelsey, this guy could really be a nice weapon for the Chiefs. I'm not saying he'll take the role fully from Kelsey or anything like that, but um, he can help fill the plug. That would be a massive void if Kelsey were to get hurt. So those are my two guys. Yeah, and then we have a couple of honorable mentions. John Smith uh, from the Patriots. Uh, O.J. Howard. Um, we, we're not going to chase those two touchdowns, though. I mean, that's why he's only listed as honorable mention, but not a guy that you want to target. Um, the, the aforementioned Trey McKitty, who had seven targets, and Cam Bray for Tampa Bay. Um, I know they didn't really throw those tight ends since Gronk retired. Um, but he's still in a, in a you know in high pow- a high powered offense um, that throws the ball a ton. So um, and then and plus they're missing a pass catcher in Chris Godwin. So that's that's probably um, you know one guy that you may be able to you know to to, to at least stash um, at some point down the line um, should the you know should the timing be right. And we may have some breaking news. We might might want to add Will Disley to that list since he just caught a thirty eight yard touchdown from Gene. Ah man! Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. As oh, Bruce Arians would say, he was wide ass open. Damn. There was okay. nobody around him, so that that okay. might be another guy. 
Okay. Well, hey, my my, my Seattle pick, uh, my Seattle pick from my Pick'em League, uh, looking pretty good right now, huh? Yeah, looking huh? good, looking good, looking good, baby, looking good. But yeah, so you know, we've reached the end of the show. Uh, we we covered all these uh, these waiver wire pickups um, from an exciting and wild uh, week one. Um, hopefully, you guys take some of this information down and uh, and apply it to your squads, apply it to your rosters, and get ahead of your league mates. Um, and and get some of these and get some of these guys on your rosters before they do. Um, so, uh, Gene, Eric, y'all got anything uh, for the people? I do got one thing. So we forgot to hit up our honorable mentions for our wide receivers. So real quick, we're going to talk about. So honorably, if they're on your waiver wire, take a look at them. Possibly add them. Jarvis Landry, Robbie Anderson. We saw him catch that long ass pass against Eric's Browns. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, Donovan. Donovan Peoples-Jones, we saw him get targeted 11 times, which was really wild. 35% target share, yeah. Yeah. Juwan Jennings, he was targeted. He had the most targets in the second half for San Francisco. We saw Corey Davis uh, get a lot of targets, but they were behind by like 100 points before halftime. Uh, Greg Dorch, okay. Uh, DeAndre (laughs) Carter, okay. Uh, Noah Brown, I mean – and then also Kyle Phillips. So, yeah, I, I threw George and, and Carter on there because Carter actually got quite a bit of run there um, once yeah. Keenan Allen got uh, hurt. And then Dorch, he's kind of a guy who's been there all preseason. Uh, that's got a lot of hype for them. He's just kind of taken over that kind of role there. He did a lot better than AJ Green did. I think AJ Green's kind of washed now. So yeah, he, yeah, he was dust. Yeah, he dust. was. He was. He was like he was laboring out there. He was. He was not running. He did not look good <laughs> right. when he was running out there. So, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then the last one before we end, real quick, spend all your fab on Cade York. That's it. <laughs> spend it all. Spend it all on Cade York. Thank me later. Cade York says Eric Vanek. All right, I'm gonna hold you to it. But you know, we appreciate y'all tuning in. That's the end of the show. Um, you know, just please look out for the show. You know, Tuesday morning. That's when they're gonna drop. Uh, follow follow me on uh, follow me on Twitter at just underscore Ico nine. Uh, follow Gene at Fantasy Jeans. Uh, follow Eric at Eric Bannock NFL. Um, and then, is there anything else you guys want to you want to want to shout out to the people? Yeah, just sign up for the newsletter. Um, it's in probably all of our Twitter profiles, or we post about it, talk about it on our podcast. So make sure you guys sign up for our uh, all gas newsletter. Yes, yeah, man, sir. and y'all just you know tap into us. We got every we got something dropping pretty much every day. We're active on Sunday mornings, the sit, start and sit show. Uh, we got Mike and Adam. They they uh, they do a recap show after after all the Sunday night games. Everything we just got a lot of things happening. So you no know, tap into us. Big things popping, little shit stopping. Destination <laughs> Debbie Squad. We out this thing. Peace. Peace.